everyone, welcome back to another episode with Eric and I. Today we're going to talk about internal podcasts or sometimes called employee only podcasts. These are becoming increasingly popular and there's some major companies using them already and we think that many more companies will be using them in the future. So our goal is to share all the different ways that your company could use an internal podcast, what the benefits are, some of the big companies that are using them already. And then at the end, we're going to provide you with a link to an article that we wrote to actually help you DIY your own internal podcast in one week, step by step. So Eric, start us off with the basics here. What is an internal podcast? Yeah, so this is going to be a fun episode. I think this is a really big opportunity for a lot of companies. A lot of companies are already using it, like you said, but the data on it is actually not widely available or known because inherently a private podcast is private. So lots of companies are using this already, but they're not really publicizing the fact that they're using it. Mm. But those that have, have shared some of their best practices, and, and we work with companies on this as well. And really what this is, is there's two ways you can think about this, but at its core is it's a way to communicate with your team, as simple as that. And it can be as just sort of fun and lighthearted and sort of boosting employee engagement, or it could be very like mission critical, not necessarily secretive, but like proprietary information that you think that the team will be better served by having and a channel to deliver that. And the reason that this is, I mentioned that there's two ways to think about this. One is an interesting use case that some companies are using, which is having this be a, an internal podcast, but it is actually external facing. Hmm. So meaning it is not just available to the employees, but it is a way to recruit and attract top talent. So we'll talk about this later, but Netflix is an example. And uh, they have a show called We Are Netflix. So in that, just a quick summary of that would be like, you're still talking to your internal team, but then you're letting the world listen in kind of. Exactly. Exactly. So what is it like to work at your company? Mm. What are the different people? What are the different departments? What are the different things you're working on projects? Like it's a way for people to get an inside look at the inner workings of your company. And that is available externally to the public. Got it. That's a really interesting use case that some companies are using. Then the other one is the tried and true method of a strictly private podcast. Only your employees can get it. The feed is only available to team members with your company email address, and you can track and analyze and make sure it stays secure and things like that. So those are the two ways. And that's sort of the overview of what a private podcast is. And I want to add to that too, that that if you're looking for solutions for this, whether it's software or production agencies or whatever, when you go to search, it's funny that I think because this is still really has not hit its stride yet and it will be adopted way more language around this is kind of varied. Sometimes we talk about it. We call it internal podcasting sometimes, or some people call it employee only podcasting. The kind of big buzzword is private, but what you will also find is if you go looking you know, for that phrase, you're going to find a lot of sort of independent creators that by private, they mean they're building a private like, you know, Patreon community where they're charging for this. So that's an interesting thing. You know, it's like when we say internal, we're talking about use for your business and your employees, even if that means you let the world listen in to Eric's point by private, we don't mean this idea of like, you're building a Patreon community and it's like pay to listen kind of a thing. 
which is going to be a huge channel for podcasting as well going forward. But yeah, you're spot on, like essentially a gated podcast, but we are referring strictly for company use rather than like audience building and monetization use. Awesome. Before we get into, we're going to talk about some of the ways that you can use this as a company, because there's a lot of ways, you know, same with a branded podcast that's meant to be customer facing. There's a lot of ways you can use it. What would hinder adoption of this or currently what's kind of competing against it? You know, are there any pros or cons to using it? Anything like that? I imagine the major competitor against this right now is email, maybe also project management or Slack or something like that. Yeah. So there's a few things here. It's technology is one. So that's one hindrance to adoption, which that technology has recently, like the past year or two, become way better and way more widely adoptable, which is how can you actually facilitate the technical aspect of delivering to your team an audio file that they can listen to on the go and not have to sit at their computer, like the same way you listen to a podcast, like that same use case of you walking your dog or you driving in your car, or, you know, working out. Previously, it's been pretty tough to actually like have a solution for that to deliver an audio file, a private audio file, and have people listen to it the same way that they would a podcast, but it's secure. There's companies out there that are creating platforms that can help facilitate this. We actually interviewed one last week with Storyboard. And so there's a, a lot of good info in that episode as well. But that's one. And that is actually becoming more and more solved. I would just mention the one thing to consider with the technological question is how secure do you want this? If you want it to be the most secure possible, then what you're going to want to do is work with a company that has a dedicated app that is built for this. So your whole team will need to download a new app that is basically like a podcast player and it will be tied to company team member email addresses and they'll listen to the podcast through that app. That is a barrier. So they have to download an app. They have to form a new habit and that may get lost, but it is, it is the absolute most secure way possible to do this. The other way is to use platforms that allow this private RSS feed or private audio file feed to be added to whatever podcast player company team members are already using. And so you can still track via email address and things like that, but it is inherently out a little bit more in the open on these podcast players. So that's one question that you'll need to answer. So that's the technological side. The other channels that are being used right now are, like you said, internal emails, internal wikis, message boards, Slack, like things like that. All the ways you can communicate with your internal team. And studies have been done on this. Like it's actually really interesting and pretty sad to be honest, like the lack of engagement with a lot of internal communication. So, you know, I've been doing some reading on this and like there are studies out there that like 20% or less of most internal messages hmm. are actually opened and read and <laughs> engaged with. Wow. That's really bad. I mean, like one of five people who you're trying to tell really important information to that you think it is valuable enough to share with the whole team. And one out of five people are actually listening, watching it, reading it, you know, whatever. And so with podcasting, the assertion is that that engagement number is a lot higher because it can fit into different parts of the team member's day and it's more personal. 
because you're listening to someone's voice and all these sorts of things. And, and there's been a few anecdotal studies on this, that that engagement number is like higher than 50%. Hmm. So like more than two X, like what an internal you know email is. And maybe that's not true for everybody or every company or every use case, but just a high level standpoint, that is a good way to think about you know, podcasting as a channel for delivering messages versus some of the others. Yeah. And I'm sure a lot of it comes down to culture, like for any internal comms folks listening, like I would imagine a lot of it comes down to building a culture around, you know, engaging with the messages or, you know, maybe they're, maybe the messages have become white noise because there's so many. So I'm sure part of it's a cultural issue, but then I think there is something, you know, with audio that, if you can, not that I would ask any employees to sort of listen on off time or while they're at the gym, you know, I think they should be able to do what they want there. I, I could see, you know, I could definitely see some of the the crazier, more workaholic, you know, companies abusing this. But I think that there's something to be said for audio and that it does let you feel like, you know, even if you've never met the CEO or things like that, there's ways to, it lets you engage like never before. So let's talk about how companies can use this. We'll go through some of the ways we've talked about internally here. So you started with a good example, employer branding or attracting top talent. Talk a little bit more about this. So this is that use case where you're talking to your employees or you're interviewing different departments or what it's like to work there, but then you're letting sort of the world listen in for the purpose of trying to, you know, to do employer branding or as, which is an increasingly popular buzzword I'm, I'm seeing. So yeah, talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, I mean, so in a world where, especially in tech, but obviously across every industry, the best way to succeed is to have the absolute top talent on your team. Like, and there's varying degrees of opinions on this. Like, should everyone be, you know, A-level people who they actually could all be running their own company or like, however you want to mix and match the talent that you want in your team. But what can be safe to assume is that, you want talented people on your team. And those talented people typically have options. Like if they are talented, inherently they are going to have options in where they can work. And so in the same way that we believe in brand marketing, which we've done some content, we've written some articles, we've done some episodes around brand marketing versus direct marketing, how we believe that brand marketing is actually almost the entire differentiation of how you can win in marketing in general, where everything is getting a little bit more commoditized. If a talented person is comparing working at Google or Facebook or Netflix or, or wherever, and we can, we could go through examples in other industries too, but they may just say, okay, similar salary, similar role, cool company. Everybody's heard of it. I'll be proud to say I work here, but what is that differentiation for that's going to push them over the hump to say, this is my place. And it's probably going to be feeling like they would fit in there or they would enjoy working with the people there. And that's hard to do in a sort of recruiting process. Like, yeah, you can meet different people in the department and like you can watch some press material or like whatever. But having a 10 episode series, for example, of a publicly available podcasts about what life is like at your company. I mean, we think that that's one of the strongest hmm. ways yeah. possible that you could get that person excited about working at your company. And if they're not, so it's, it's actually beautiful on both sides because 
if they listen to that and they're like, oh, actually, I don't want to work here. You literally just saved yourself six to 12 months, had that person said yes, and then ultimately not been happy. And then you have to start over from square one. So either they're going to opt out, which is a good thing, or they're going to opt in, which is a good thing. So in either case, I don't want to present this as a no-lose situation because <laughs> like nothing in business or life is no-lose. Of course, there's some downsides, but we see this as just another angle on positioning your company as a better place to work. You know, there's all these lists of best places to work and whatever. Right. And those are cool, but like, what does that actually mean? Let me hear that. Hmm. Let's go talk to the teams that are working on stuff internally and hear what life is like from their POV. And that's what we think about this employer branding sort of podcast. Yeah, it's interesting. You're kind of bringing to bear. I'm just really struck, you know, as I've been trying to watch my own behavior and how I respond to different content channels. I've been really just blown away at how much audio, more than video, more than any other medium, really makes you feel like you know someone or the thing. And so it's kind of bringing that to bear upon your company. Like you said, you can write an article about what it's like to work there or show sort of a nice polished video about what it's like to work there. But the sort of, even if it's produced, audio naturally just because it's someone's voice has this kind of raw, unedited, authentic sound that you just feel like you know the department, you know the person talking. It's definitely a really interesting concept. And I think that this will be an increasingly big way for employers to distinguish themselves. It makes me think about the construction industry, which if you know anything about it, is going through a major skills gap challenge right now. Their hashtag skills gap is like trending everywhere. If you follow that yep. world, they're having a, a massive amount of difficulty filling their workforce, even if they're commercial construction companies and they can pay really well. And you don't need a degree or anything. You could just go out and start making 50, 60K off the bat. They're having a difficult amount of time attracting millennials and younger to the workforce. And I think a podcast is a way that they could use that to increase that. So that's really interesting. Last thing I'll say on that too, real quick, if we got the time yeah, yeah. is, so there are of course, like these videos that you can make for recruiting, like recruiting videos, employer branding videos, like, Hey, here, let's go walk around the office and talk to this person and this person and show what it's like. Like actually here's the, the 10 minute video or whatever. I have found that those are really hard to not to not feel fake, honestly. Mm. Like it's just, when you're watching it, there's something different that is sort of disconnected from what is real at that place. Because it's like, okay, here's the perfect lighting and here's the perfect, you know, this person is perfectly prepped with their script and like whatever. It just feels a little bit more fake mm. to me. It does give you that other layer of context of like literally putting your eyes on right. the place, which is helpful. It's almost like the equivalent to doing it. If you're going to try and attempt the same thing with video is almost like Instagram stories that show what it's like to work there, you know, or Snapchat yes, exactly. videos. Exactly. Yeah. Like a series of mobile videos. So yeah, just one, that was one other point that I, that came to mind. Yeah, absolutely. Now the second way you could use an internal podcast is rallying the team sort of around a single message or using it to unify the team around something big that's going on or something that you want to say. So what would be some examples here that, you know, that come to mind? I would say this is probably the most common use case that people think about first and foremost, like when it comes to, Hey, what should our internal podcast be about? And the first thing most people think about is, well, let's have leadership, you know, the CEO or the executive team share thoughts or share updates. 
great use case. We think there's way, there's like a huge library of creative options outside of that to use an internal podcast for, but this is a great use case that almost every company could use. And this could be as, as simple as a five minute, a six minute update every week, every month, whatever from the CEO, literally just talking into a mic instead of like having this like email blast or whatever that went through channels of HR and whatever, and just seems very cookie cutter potentially, depending on how your CEO's personality is, you actually get to hear, hear his or her voice. And that connection, that sort of connection that the team can feel gives a level of comfort and like personality to being excited about working there and hearing directly from the CEO. So, but you could also do it a little bit more, a little bit deeper where like, maybe it's like an executive team roundtable, you know, Mm -hmm. once a month or something like that. There's so many ways to do this. Like you could have somebody interview the CEO every month, or you could have the CEO do like a monologue. I mean, especially now during like the coronavirus stuff, like people are scared, you know, like, am I going to lose my job? Is our company okay? Should I start looking for another job? The more touch points your team has from leadership, quantity and quality. So we're not proposing only use an internal podcast, use every channel available to you because the team might want to, the different team members might like different forms of communication better. It's especially during sort of a time of quote unquote crisis for a lot of companies, like hearing directly from the voice of who is leading the company, there probably couldn't be a stronger use case Hmm. for this. And that kind of blends in with a third method of the way that you can use it, which is you could have the leadership team highlight different teams or managers and bring them in to sort of talk about what they're talking about or using it to sort of pass the mic off where maybe the CEO doesn't want to talk. Maybe leadership doesn't want to talk. Maybe it's kind of like open mic week. Like maybe your, you know, maybe your internal podcast is sort of, Hey, here's an open mic. If you feel that your department wants to share an update and wants to, you know, unify everyone around it, what you're working on, what wins you've had that week. You know, I think about it from a marketing perspective that it'd be really powerful to let the CMO or the marketing team share what they're sort of putting out in the world and the why and what their message is, because the people doing the work internally would be very benefited to know that it's going to affect how they, especially internal comms folks, you want your customer support, you know, to be talking the same way as the way that you're talking. Mm. You know, if you think of brand as I was just listening to Scott Galloway, break this down on a video. He talks about brand really being your brand isn't just the marketing you put in before the customer knows about you. It's the way that you provide support. It's the way that you talk to the customer, the way that you follow up with them and get them to to sort of re-engage with you. So that seems like another way empowering these departments or these teams. Anything that I missed there with like letting teams kind of grab the mic. This is where I, I think there's a huge opportunity for creativity and for possibly the single thing that the team is excited about from an internal communications standpoint over the course of an entire year is like things like this, where you're hearing from other team members, basically. And it's not just sort of tactical, like need to know information, but it's also fun. And there can be so many different ways to do this. But like to your point of Again, like top talent being one of the most important things for your company's success. Like the other one is 
making sure everybody understands what other people in the company are doing. Mm. Like literally there may be some departments that sort of know what the sales team is doing or like a huge change they made because they dropped an email or they sent a, a loom video that was 30 minutes long that like people watched for two minutes or something, or they sent a Slack message, but maybe the customer support team actually needs like a bigger breakdown of that and an easier way to consume that. And so if the sales team went around and talked to, did a podcast episode around that and, and there, this feed was already developed, like that could be a great way for the support team to get that information. Mm. And then that leads, it's all like a trickle effect. So like that piece of information then leads to possibly getting out in front of hundreds of opportunities in a better way than would have been done previously because of that information handoff. And that's from department to department. Even the CEO may not be able to articulate those specifics for each department in the way that it could be coming from them directly. Now, well, I think for the sake of time, we'll kind of bunch these two together. It's very easy to tease these all apart into, you know, literally it's endless. Anything you want to say could, <laughs> could be pivoted here. But I guess talk a little bit in the last couple methods of how a company could use this specifically around building culture and onboarding employees. So I think we've kind of touched on it a little bit, what it's like to work there. That's really more for new hires. Then you kind of have this passing off of information and sort of, I guess we touched on culture a little bit in talking about the CEO rallying the team or leadership mm -hmm. rallying the team, helping them feel comforted and encouraged. But there are other things to, to sort of do that. Like you kind of said in the beginning, you could make this just really fun. It could be something lighthearted or, you know, you could run a more serious internal podcast and then a fun one and then kind of run both of those. So I guess share some of the examples of building culture and onboarding new employees. Yeah, so onboarding new employees is a really interesting one. Depending on how your company does it, there's a lot of different ways to do this. You could send somebody to offsite training for a week. You could just give them a bunch of information to go through for a few weeks or whatever. Or you could, they could maybe just jump right in and start doing the job. But what I know, having had worked at companies in the past and just from like my own personal point of view, or perspective on this was like all of that information when I'm like, chain, this is going to sound aggressive, but like chained to a desk, basically like watching hours of like videos or like reading hours of material, I would have much preferred to get a five episode, 15 minute per episode, hmm. 20 minute per episode, each one covering a different thing. What is the what are we doing here? Like, what is the mission of this company? What is the history of this company? Wow, How did yeah. this company start? Who are the key players in helping us get here? Who are our customers? Who are our competitors? And like, basically have a, a narrative storytelling format for this sort of thing that I can listen to. There is going to be the question of like, should employees have to listen to this stuff? Like when they're walking their dog and, and like, sure. But me personally, like you wanted that, option. I would rather have that so that yeah. I don't have to sit here and like watch this, you know, just pretty dry material at my desk and just not really engaging with it. So having an onboarding track or an onboarding series is like how we think about that. And you could do this across the board with every employee or you could have very specific one. 
Here's the sales team's onboarding track. Here's how we talk to our customers on sales calls. Here's how we reply to our emails. Here's how we do our contracts, like all of this sort of stuff. So it can be macro company, micro team. So onboarding, we think is a really good use case. And then just culture. So culture is like what your team says about you and the company, like when you're not around basically. And that is hard to put into like a system for them to, so yeah, you can write values, you can write your values and you can like go over all these sort of like tried and true culture things. But really what it comes down to is how they feel about working there. Hmm. And that is connection and fun and all these sort of things. And so if you can create a show that the same way you would want to create a show that your customers or audience externally would be what you want is for them to be incredibly excited about listening to it. Like every episode, they're like, oh man, I can't wait to listen. Like I'm a hardcore subscriber. Like that's the goal of all your external marketing is like you want people to be so excited about the next episode because of how fun, engaging, inspiring it is. That's how you should think about an internal podcast. You want it to go viral inside of your company. Like literally you go up, Hey Pam, did you hear, did you hear the episode that just dropped? Like, that was crazy. That was awesome. Like that story about, you know, the CEO swimming with dolphins with his kids, like, and then like, (laughs) you know, just like whatever, like stories are memorable. And this is a good format for sharing like stories that can travel inside your company basically. Yeah. Yeah. I think those are all, all really good. I mean, hopefully this limited amount does enough to paint a picture for any internal comms folks or any founders listening that really you can use it for anything, anything that you want to say, anything that you want to do. But hopefully that paints a a good overview for some of you. Now, there are some major companies, to your point, we probably don't know nearly the amount of companies that are using this because it's internal, same as we don't know how many people are, you know, using internal wikis and things like that. But there's been a couple of high profile companies I'll kick us off with the first one that are starting to use these and, you know, claiming some that they really enjoy these channels. That These are are yielding good results. They really like what they're doing. Netflix, there's an article we can link to in the show notes that Amir, who is being interviewed in the article from Netflix, says, quote, as we are accruing recruiting data around employer branding, what we've noticed is this single handedly has been the most influential thing that we've done all year. So Netflix, I think theirs is called We Are Netflix or This Is Netflix. Yeah, we we are Netflix. We are Netflix. So they are an example of one where they started only releasing it internally. And then they said, hey, let's let people listen in. And now I think it's public. You can find it and check it out as an example of one. And they're really reporting back that this has been huge for them. Uh, What are a few other ones that people could look at? A few other ones. So two that come to mind, there's many others, but... Two that come to mind is Shopify. And this is interesting. So Shopify and Spotify, two S's, Shopify and Spotify. And those are interesting for two different reasons. But Shopify, obviously, I mean, what, they're like 10 years old, I think, at this point. But like, basically, they're taking on, you know, Amazon in in sort of like a slightly different way. And Toby, the CEO, shot a tweet off that basically said like their internal podcast is hugely successful and popular, like with the team. And as you can imagine, like a company growing that fast 
and like all of the different things that they're trying to do to to take over basically the e-com world and how they're you know in their minds they're likely just getting started at what the opportunity is in front of them keeping the team informed and aligned and engaged like i mean you got to imagine is is like number one on their list mm. in order to be able to to have that sort of competitive advantage and so he said it was hugely successful and popular and that more companies should do it the other one is spotify so spotify is doing obviously a lot of things in the audio world but daniel elk you know so they're going all in on audio first platform not just music but external podcasts just yesterday joe rogan announced that he was going exclusive to spotify yeah. Yeah. In the fall. Huge news. Huge news. Like absolutely huge news. Spotify likely paid him a hundred to two hundred million dollars for a multi-year licensing deal. And that's just one example of Spotify expanding into more than just music, but audio first. And Daniel Elk, the CEO, said actually they have their own internal podcast. And it is actually run on Spotify's platform. They built it, you know, to run on Spotify's platform. Mm. And because they were asking themselves, well, why don't we just use podcasts for ourselves internally? And he said they use it for like strategy talks and basically other messages that they want to send to the team when they can basically listen on the go. And he said it was hugely, hugely popular as well. They actually, we'll see what happens, but they actually, he sort of teased that they might even possibly build this feature like for external use Hmm. as well. Hmm. That like companies could go and use Spotify's platform for creating their own. And yeah, I mean, those are just a few examples. Like there's way more big and small. You don't have to be a huge company for this to be like in terms of number of employees for this to be incredibly valuable. But obviously the more people you have, the more people there are to communicate to. So that value can increase with with size, but you can be a small team. You could be 50, 25 people, you know, depending on if you're distributed or, or how your team's set up. Yeah. I mean, we're a small team at Lemon Pie and you know, being a fully remote company, this is something I've been thinking about. You know, I think I said to you, like for the past week or two, I've been thinking about, hey, let me just kick this off. Let me find a platform and just start doing it because I think it would be fun to share things I'm thinking about. And then I would like to hear from my team members. You know, it's largely, I think people are coming around to the idea that it's largely a big waste of time to have meetings all the time. (laughs) But if you want to hear people's voices that you work with and you're a small remote team, this can even be really beneficial. So yeah, there's a lot here. Internal podcasting is really popular. That being said, we're going to wrap this up. Now, as I said in the beginning, we did put together an article. We worked with our, our head of audio and we put together a pretty comprehensive article on how to DIY your own internal podcast. If you go to lemonpie.fm forward slash internal, that will redirect you to the article there. And basically, there's no affiliate links. There's no nothing. It's just the equipment that we recommend is the easiest to get started. Our head of audio is really good at identifying. He's worked with a lot of our clients, helping them get set up on things that are easy, that are sort of the, the right balance between quality and, and all of that. So that will walk you through how to do that. And also, I wanted to mention that we are ramping up our newsletter game. So you can visit brandsthatpodcast.com and join our newsletter. And basically what this is going to be is send you one email per week. And in each newsletter, we're going to provide not just highlight our latest Brands That Podcast episode every week, but also 
include, you know, articles on thought leadership, on marketing, on business and on podcasting. We've got some things, strong thoughts and opinions here that we want to share. And so that each week's article will be included in that. And we know some of you are too busy to listen to every one of these in full form. So we're going to provide quick takeaways. If you're too busy to listen to the episodes, you're going to get Obviously, we can't provide all the value that the episode's going to have, but we're going to try and provide five or so really amazing, quick insights if you don't have time to listen to that. So we're trying to make it the most helpful newsletter possible. So you can go to brandsthatpodcast.com and join there. And then finally, you can tweet Lemon Pie or email us at hi at lemonpie.fm if there's a company that you want us to interview. So we really love doing these brand interviews. Eric does a great job with them. So let him know. If there's a company that you know is podcasting and you want to learn more about how they think about it, just let us know and we'll do our best to get them on the show. Eric, anything that I'm missing or anything before we sign off here? Yeah, like I said in the beginning, I, I'm really excited about internal podcasting. And that article that we wrote is literally... DIY. We gave everything we know about it away so that you can do this yourself. The software, the equipment, how to do it. Obviously, there's a lot of nuance with it that can get complex, but if you just want to get something started, this article will literally walk you through step-by-step how to do it. So really recommend that. And yeah, stay tuned. We got we have a ton of great case studies with companies using podcasting to grow and to communicate with their team coming up here real, real soon. So stay tuned. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week.